Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Doug Gottlieb Show comes to you from, uh, man, it is a glorious day in Southern California. I mean, look, I know I know, we may lose the Super Bowl and all, but all things considered, that uh, it is absolutely spectacular. And, and while you say, well, Doug, you always say it's always spectacular. Like, no, I don't say it's always because it's been really cold. You know, 40s in the morning. That's, ooh, that's, ooh, that's, that's, that's chilly. So uh, we got a lot to get to. This is a show where we try and make you think. All right. I, I understand that generally sports radio, and I've been a part of it for a long time, sometimes it's just, you know, simple guy, Neanderthal, what do you think? And then we, you know, but I actually want you to think about things and I want you to see things in a different light. And I don't know. I, I always think once you get to this part of the day and the topics have kind of been broken down, you got to be a little bit different. You got to make people think about the real kind of depth with, within things. You know, you ever, you, ever, you ever get to that that part in your life? where You're like, man, why isn't there more depth in this discussion? Well, let, let's have a little bit of depth in this discussion this is the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Um I saw this and I, th- I thought it was really interesting. So there's a there's a guy who has covered the NFL for a long, long time. And I I've heard his name before, but I cannot tell you that I like if he walked up and said, hey, my name is Hub Arkush. I would say like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I remember that thing you did about the guy now. Well, now everybody knows who he is because. Well, he offered up that he wasn't going to vote for Aaron Rodgers to be the MVP because Aaron Rodgers is a jerk and a vaccine denier and, you know, all around kind of curmudgeon, bit of a know-it-all, all the things that we kind of know Aaron Rodgers to sort of be. I, we don't know him to be a jerk, but that's that was basically his take. So, of course, the Twitter mob and the rest of the media went after him because I, I would agree with anyone's sentiment that's not a reason for voting for or not voting for an MVP. But, uh, you know, so they went after him. He went on 670 to the score in Chicago and said this. I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your, your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the most valuable player. It, it, has he been the most valuable on the field? Yeah, you could make that argument, but I don't think he is clearly that much more valuable than, than Jonathan Taylor or uh, or Cooper Cup or, or maybe even Tom Brady. And, and so from where I sit, the rest of it is why he's not going to be my choice. Do I think he's going to win it? Probably. You know, the, the, a lot of the voters don't don't, don't approach it the same way that I do. Others do, who I've spoken to. Um, but one of the, the, the ways we get to keep being voters is we're not allowed to say who we are voting for until after the award has been announced. I'm probably pushing the envelope by saying who I'm not voting for. Um, but we're, we're not really supposed to reveal our votes. See, I, I think... I think... Um, I actually think that's a lot more thoughtful an answer than it reads in print. And I actually think 
it's a little bit more of a reasonable take. Had he not thrown in the that he's a jerk, if he just said, like, hey, look, the guy made a circus of the preseason, and, you know, they lose three games, two of them you can put on Aaron Rodgers. One he didn't play in because he didn't get vaccinated. And the second one, now, of course, guys that are vaccinated have popped up with COVID, but he didn't get vaccinated. He wasn't cleared. And it wasn't that he knew he it wasn't that he didn't know. So he that happens. Right. That's one loss. And then the first loss of the season, which I think anyone even and I'm and you guys have listened to the show for all 15 years we've been doing it. Know that I'm a gigantic Aaron Rodgers fan. He looked like a guy who hadn't played football in the entire like offseason. Looked like it was the first time he went out there. So I actually don't think it's the world's worst take. The problem is that he made it very personal, personal saying he's a jerk. He's the league's biggest jerk. Uh, that would be, I'm waiting for Dan Byer to break out the league's biggest jerk pyramid. That would be an interesting, now that, that would be because he has the he has the MVP pyramid. We'll we'll ask him about the MVP pyramid momentarily. But the point is that it's actually not a terrible take. This this is what's amazing about it. I want you to listen to it one more time. Okay, if you the problem was he went personal, but if you actually look at listen to some of the substance to it, you're like, you know what? Kind of make, take take a listen. I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did, and be the most valuable player. It, it, has he been the most valuable on the field? Yeah, you could make that argument, but I don't think he is clearly that much more valuable than than Jonathan Taylor or uh, or Cooper Cup or, or maybe even Tom Brady. And and so from where I sit, the rest of it is why he's not going to be my choice. Do I think he's going to win it? Probably. You know, there, there, a lot of the voters don't don't approach it the same way that I do. Others do who I've spoken to. Um, but one of the, the, the ways we get to keep being voters is we're not allowed to say who we are voting for until after the award has been announced. I'm probably pushing the envelope by saying who I'm not voting for. Um, but we're, we're not really supposed to reveal our votes. So so here's the thing. People go and they're going to attack him and they're going to go. He doesn't deserve his vote. He should. So um, Hub Arkush went back on the score today and had this to say. I made a, a big mistake last night, and, and it really, uh, it, it doesn't really have much to do with Aaron Rodgers. It's on me, you know, I, I, I screwed up. All you can do is own it. Yeah, um, that's what we do. We, we, we put people into submission until they admit that they made some sort of mistake. It's not you know, personal, at, it's strictly the, business. You know, so look, here's the deal. Okay, I think this exposes the truth about all voting. Everybody carries in a bias. They just do. You know, people carry in a bias. What team do you watch the most? So think about your own team. Okay, I guarantee we have three gentlemen outside of me who work on this show. Okay, they all love sports. They all watch sports. They probably watch and know more about sports than I do. Buyer knows. I mean, that dude is a like a savant, like roster, who's healthy, who's not, who's playing, trending, bet line, MB, you name it. Okay, But as much as, and Dan, tell me if I'm not, like the Seahawks are his team. So he's seen most everybody play most every game in the NFL. I guarantee he's watched more snaps of the Seahawks 
than any team in the league. Is that fair, Dan? That, I mean, is, I know you- that is not only fair, it's correct. Okay. So the point is, when it's your team, and Ohio State's your college football team you love, when they play well, okay, and or when somebody is playing well, because of your inherent bias of being a fan, you think they're maybe greater than the rest of the world. And when they suck or they're playing poorly, you think it's way worse than anybody because you because you're more mentally and emotionally invested. <laughs> yes, and it goes both ways. It, right. You know, sometimes maybe I'm more in the middle on something as opposed to if people are more polar on it. I'm like, maybe they aren't as good because I see mistakes. Or, to your point, if people are saying they're really good, I'm like, no, they are really good. It can go even both ways with that. Right. Um, Jason Stewart, Charger fan, fair with you? Correct. Okay. Ramos, fair with you. When things were going poorly for the Rams, it was the sky is falling. You wanted everybody fired. Sean McVay's an idiot. Now it's like, why isn't Cooper Cup the MVP? And why was everybody so hard on Matt Stafford for a long time? That is correct. Okay. So, look, the idea is that we all carry these inherent biases in sports and in life. Okay. And I, I mean, honestly, I mean, this is, this is like my life. This is like my career in a nutshell is I have tried to be as, as, as hard as I can to not ever show or display or really have any biases. Like, there are lots of people in sports that are like, well, you really like that guy. Like, no, I don't. So a lot of times the people you think I like, I don't. But I try and... Now, that can also work both. That can, that can work against some people want so badly. You know, it's like Hub, for example. Now, I'm guessing maybe he was going to vote Aaron Rodgers you know, fifth on the MVP value. Now it's maybe second, just to prove to people like I'm not the worst guy on earth, right? That's what pe- some people do. And that's why you have a, a mass amount of voters because everybody has some sort of biases. Most teams, you, you, you pay attention to certain teams. You watch the standalone games more, even though there's other games. Like that's, that's why you have, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's why Congress is supposed to work because you have the North, the South, East, the West, a Dem, Republican. But when you get your pool, generally everybody's thoughts, you, you come up with the best possible solution. I, I don't I think what happened like this is a real discussion of what really is discussed in terms of the MVP. And in all honesty, like it's not the worst take on Earth. It's really not. I mean, I could go through five takes I've heard from guys I work with here at Fox Sports Radio that are way worse takes. And that's not a terrible take. He just he. I don't think he formulated it well in his answer on six seventy the score. Right? If he simply said like, "Hey, he basically hijacked all of their preseason. He hijacked the draft, the preseason. There, you know, and and the two games that could have kept him out of the number one seed was the first game of the season when he wasn't ready to play. No one would argue otherwise. Everybody saw it. Or the Kansas City game where he didn't play because he's not vaccinated." Right. Th- those two things. And you could make a case that maybe with Minnesota, they don't lose the Minnesota game if there isn't all the post vaccination questions and whatever. And it wasn't sharp when, when he came back. Plus, remember, he broke his own toe. He was quarantining in his own house like that's all on him. These are all things that he did. No one else did to him. So it's it's not a crazy statement, but oh yeah, by the way, like no, you don't take away his vote. That's you're allowed to vote however you want to vote, unless they give parameters that you can't vote for. Like no, there's no like this is how I feel. So yeah, people have personal biases, they just do, and when we say biases, everybody automatically 
believes that's some sort of negative. It can be a positive. It can be a positive. You can pay attention to a team that other people don't pay attention to. You can overdo it. And I'm not going to vote for my own team because of my own team. And that's why you have a huge number of voters and there's going to be outliers and weird votes. And I don't know why you voted for people. At the end of the day, you end up getting close to the best possible guy. I want you to think about that for a second. Think about your own team, you know, and how you watch them and how you know them. And that's, that's how you feel. It's, it's, I'll tell you, it's a lot like, I'll give you the, the best example for me. When Robert Griffin III won the Heisman Trophy, I had a really hard time with it. If, if you remember that year, okay, and Byer's the best because he has that, that set memory where he, he, he knows what I'm talking about. Uh, oh, when, when you, when he, um, when, when, if you remember that year, the first game of the season they played TCU on a Friday on national television. He was unbelievable. The last game of the season, they played Oklahoma on national television. He was unbelievable. And because those were probably the only two games, the only two games that, uh, that most of America saw in regards to Robert Griffin III, he was the overwhelming pick for the Heisman Trophy. Now, again, this is my own personal biases and... I had a lot. I still have friends within the Oklahoma State football program. But back then, you go back 10, 15 years ago, like between the players, the coaches, the support staff, I knew everybody there. And his worst game was against Oklahoma State. They got beat. I think they got six. It was like 66 to three. It was something terrible. Somebody can go look it up. Um, um, but it wasn't just that he played poorly. It was. The way in which he blamed teammates, pointing at guys, yelling at guys during the game, the things he said after the game, there was there were a lot of people that were around that game that were like, I don't like, that guy's a phony. That guy's not who he purports to be. He's not this, just because he played great against TCU, like we smacked him and he was, he was blaming everybody else. And so I, I found it hard because I had watched that game, seen that game, talked to people and talked to their coaches. They're like, yeah, we didn't, he, wasn't, he didn't do anything against us. And he was a big blamer. And he wasn't a leader. So all of these things are real things that happen. It's a real thought that he had. And while I don't agree with the idea of being the biggest jerk, in, we, we are so focused on that one comment. And it did feel personal. And of course, the vaccine, whether you take the vaccine, has become this polarizing topic because of political talk, talk radio, talk television, right? Shouldn't be. That it, it, it's basically become, hey, he doesn't like him because he's an, because he's an anti-vaxxer, which is not what he said. And I don't believe what he feels, although I don't know if there's a bias against him because he won't get the vaccine. It's a, I don't know. I, I found it to be a much more interesting topic than just most national sports radio hosts, most local hosts like that guy's an idiot. Take his vote immediately. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues, works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S. based representatives available 24 seven discover exceptionally common sense. By the way, by the way, again, Hub Arcushi, he does sideline for Westwood one. Okay, and if you've ever done when you do sideline, I did sideline for one game, and I did play by play for two others. 
Hey, you decided sign up for TV for Fox game. You learn so much more. Know people of the league. I have relationships now from one weekend in Miami covering those two teams than, than I had in the 10 years previously. So I would also tell you that I'm, I would guess Hub Arkush is not just speaking for himself. He's probably speaking for other people in the NFL who agree with him. I don't agree with him. I think it's purely based, but it, he makes an, an argument that's a lot smarter than anyone else outside of me is actually trying to portray it as. All right, let's get to Baker Mayfield. He had a rough night Monday night, and now he's shutting it down to have surgery. We'll get into what the future looks like upcoming next. But first, hey, all of these games have lines, right? And they're really hard. Like, all right, so then Cleveland play Cincinnati this weekend, and Joe Burrow's not playing, and Baker Mayfield's not playing. So now you're like, okay, who's playing, and what am I going to do? Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so, um, Jay Stu, okay, if you would, the general takeaway from my take on, uh, on, uh, on Hub, Hub Arkush, and, and what he said about Aaron Rodgers is what? That what he said has some reason to it, and when you heard it in person, it didn't sound as, as bad as what it read but he's made it personal at some point and that's where he went wrong and it kind of exposes what most voters deal with when they're trying to vote for MVPs. Right. So so when he said he's the biggest jerk in the league, it made it feel very personal. Okay. Biggest jerk in the league and punish your your team and your organization. Now, he didn't say in his own dealings, okay? I believe and and you guys can again Take me, you can tell me I'm wrong if you'd like, right? Tell me if I'm wrong, and I'm, I'm wrong plenty. Hey, he never said, I personally think he's the biggest jerk or he's the biggest jerk. He was talking about punishing an organization, how he, like, look, what, what Aaron Rodgers has done, what he's opened up a discussion to, you know, while, while there are plenty of people that gave him attaboys, I, that was super uncomfortable. He, he hasn't been accurate. And, you know, he tried to point out all these guys that the Packers let go. And maybe one of them was a mistake. One. None of them were else a mistake. Now, maybe it's their bedside manner and how they handled it. But Aaron Rodgers, is, it's like he wanted Brian Gunnikens to apologize for, what, building a great football team? You know? So... The the problem was when he said he was the biggest jerk, it made it feel personal. And here's the other part. It led you to believe that it was really about the vaccine. But he never mentioned the vaccine. He never mentioned him not being vaccinated other than the fact that he didn't play. He didn't play the Chiefs game. And we said it at the time. Everybody said at the time, like, dude, you might have called your team number one seed. And they're they're the team that it matters the most to. One, they can run the football. Two, Aaron Rodgers has played in everything. And three, it's freezing freaking cold in Green Bay. Right? And, and who are the other teams up for the one seed? Tampa, it's going to be nice. The Rams, they play indoors. The Cowboys, they play indoors. They're the one team that it actually matters to. 
This is a big thing. Big thing. But here's what happens. It, it's all become about the vaccine. You don't believe me? Aaron Rodgers just responded. Take a listen. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. He doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments. But I mean, to and I listened to the comments, but to say he has mind made up in the summertime, in the off season that, you know, I had zero chance of winning to be Pete. My opinion should exclude, you know, future, future votes. Um, you know, his problem isn't with me being a bad guy or the biggest jerk in the league. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know anything about me. I mean, I've never met him. I've never had lunch with him. I've never had an interview with him. Um, his problem is I'm not vaccinated. You know, so if he wants to go on a crusade and collude and come up with a, an extra letter to put on the award just for this season and make it the most valuable vaccinated player, then he should do that. But he's a bum, and I'm not going to waste any time worrying about that stuff. He has no idea who I am. He's never never talked to me in his life. But it's unfortunate that those, those sentiments – it's surprising that he would even say that, to be honest. But, yeah, I knew this was possible. We talked about it on Mac a few weeks ago. Um, but crazy. Aaron Rodgers thinks everybody's out to get him, and it's all about the vaccine. My my, my takeaway, and again, I, I don't – part of it is Hub Arkush wasn't I, – I, I don't think he articulated it well enough. But I when I was listening to him – I'm thinking to myself, all right, first game of the season against the Saints. They played in Jacksonville, and they were he was awful. And everyone, myself included, who's a, as big an Aaron Rodgers fan as there is, is like, Aaron looked like he wasn't ready to play. Right? Did, did anybody not share that opinion? Byer, you're our resident Aaron Rodgers hater. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you. Uh, but everyone shared that opinion, correct? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it wasn't. And then Aaron was super defensive about it because then when he started playing good, he's like, "See, it wasn't about. I just didn't, just didn't play well. Just like, okay, dude, fine, right? Okay. You know that that's like your. I have this with my kids. That was like, well, the teacher, the test was so hard. The rest of the class, like, I don't care about the rest of the class. You got a D on the test. It's on you. You didn't study. Right? Like, no, no, no. The teacher, they, they like, like, no. Come on, man. You paid attention, you took notes, you followed the study guide, you probably get a B. Stop it. You know? And then you start doing well on tests afterwards, and you're like, see what this test was here. You're like, no, you studied. Because you got the fear of God put in you because you got a D, and you're like, I can't get a D or I'll lose everything. Right? And then the Kansas City game, like, look, we all said it, and it, it was it because he lied? I'm probably a little bit, but... I don't think so. Like, not for me. For me, it was, like, pretty obvious. Kansas City wasn't playing well at the time. It wasn't like they blew him out. Jordan Love had plenty of opportunities. Like, you substitute Aaron Rodgers for Jordan Love, they win the game. And at the time, Arizona, who they went down there and beat without any of their wide receivers, was right there neck and neck for home field advantage. So I, I think if, if Hub is saying, and I think this is what he's saying, is like, look, he held him hostage all offseason. He made a big circus of it. He shows up late. He's not ready to play. They lose a game. Then because he's not vaccinated, like it has nothing to do with the actual process of getting the vaccine. Maybe it does. But Aaron's also saying 
that he knows Aaron's doing the exact same thing to Hub Arkush that he believes Hub Arkush is doing to him. He's saying it's about the vaccine. Never once did he say it was about the vaccine, being the most vaccinated, the, the most eligible. Because we don't know if Tom Brady's vaccinated. I think he is, but I don't know. We have no idea. I, I think Aaron Rodgers, this is what everyone's doing. They're making everything about the vaccine. So they're doing. And Aaron Rodgers is taking the bait and making it into the, so I, I said this on Pat McAfee. I knew because it's, it's called confirmation bias. The mistake that Hub Arkush made was he said he's the biggest jerk in the league and kind of left it out. To, and then he talked about it more with the team, but he didn't articulate it well enough. Like, look, all you have to say is like, look, I'm not going to vote for him. And again, I, this is this would not be my logic, but it is, I believe, sound logic. It's actually sound logic. I'm not going to vote for him because the most valuable player, I have a hard time considering the offseason, how he handled it, how he treated and talked about the front office. Okay, how he held out when he showed up, he wasn't ready to play. That was pretty obvious. And because he wasn't vaccinated and people assumed he was vaccinated, it was even more surprising when he when he popped up on the covid list and then he missed what what could have been an incredibly important game. And they lost another game, which maybe you could factor in, you know, him getting back. from. Plus, he hurt his toe. All of that is on him. So if we're going to give him ownership over the great play on the field, we got to give him ownership over the other things and the times which he either wasn't on the field or he didn't play great in the field. I still believe he's the best player in the league at the most important position. But that's Hub Arkush. He's a voter. I wouldn't call him a bum. So Aaron is, is doing the exact same thing. The exact, and then we all do this. We're all, I mean, we all, right? He's doing the exact same thing to a guy he doesn't know, assuming that Hub is making it personal. Hub thinks it's a vaccine without ever talking to Hub Arkush. And what is very likely to happen in the NFL is Hub's going to lose his vote. Probably won't be on Westwood One anymore. Sam Munson joins us, lead NFL analyst for Pro Football Focus. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio, which is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports. Head Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Got to be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Um, Sam, um, thanks so much for joining us. We've been talking about the, um, the Hub Arkish uh, comments on Aaron Rodgers. And let me let me play for you a shortened version of them, and then I'll play for you Aaron Rodgers' response. Here, here's Hub yesterday. I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did, and be the most valuable player. It, it, has he been the most valuable on the field? Yeah, you could make that argument, but I don't think he is clearly that much more valuable than than Jonathan Taylor or uh, or Cooper Cup or, or maybe even Tom Brady. Okay, so the idea is like, look, there's all these guys, and I would make the argument, and, and, and the, you know, that I believe what he was saying, and you tell me if I'm wrong, Sam, is that like he held the team hostage in the preseason. He wasn't ready to play week one because he wasn't vaccinated, he didn't play in Kansas City. Like, then he had, did broke, break his toe when he was in quarantine, so it wasn't on anybody else, it wasn't a football injury that, that he suffered. Like, these are things on him, and, and he called him a jerk. Rodgers took it personally. Everybody takes it as personal and you shouldn't assign the MVP based upon a personal bias. 
Is that what, what did you hear when when Hub talked on Chicago radio? Yeah, I, I think the point that he was trying to make um, was probably all surrounding the Aaron Rodgers um, immunized comments, you know, the basically lying effectively about being vaccinated and trying to deflect attention and just avoid that conversation for the whole season and then eventually getting caught in the, the lie, the mistruth, the calculated words, whatever you want to call it. And that, I think, rubbed a lot of people up the wrong way. So understandably so, depending on where you are and all this stuff. And I think that was kind of his point, is that, look, that was reckless. It was it was dishonest. And it did threaten his team. Like, he got away with it because the NFL effectively said that's one violation of COVID policy. Right. Whereas they could have easily said that is however many weeks into the season we are, however many press conferences that is, that is you know, dozens of violations of the policy, and instead we're going to punish that, you know, much more severely. So by the kind of the judgment of the NFL, that didn't affect his team in a dramatic way, but it easily could have. And I think that was kind of the point that he was making, but the language of, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the biggest jerk in the NFL at that point, you're, you're losing the argument. You know, nobody is listening to your point when you're making it in that way. Who is the MVP? I think it's Tom Brady. Um, I think Rodgers has a good case. Uh, I think Tom Brady has a good case. Um, But I think it's probably between those two. I think Joe Burrow is finishing the season incredibly strongly, and if he had another couple of weeks, maybe he would would be the guy as well. But Brady is is just playing at this incredibly high level. Obviously, he leads the league in the kind of conventional numbers, the passing yards, the touchdowns. But he's also got, you know, one of the best big-time throw rates in the NFL, the highest-graded throws, the PFF charts, and he's one of the lowest quarterbacks in the league at uh, turnover-worthy plays, like just doesn't put the ball in harm's way, which are not usually a combination you see together. You know, you're either good at one or the other. You very rarely see guys that are top top two in both of those areas, and he's doing all that at 44, which is crazy. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, uh, Baker Mayfield's not going to play this week. They picked up the fifth-year option. How sure are we he's going to be on the Browns next year? Um, I'm very sure that he's going to be on the Browns next year. I, I just don't. The only way he wouldn't be is if they managed to trade him to somebody else. And given the season he's coming off, I just don't see takers for that. Like unless they. Unless they do what the Rams were able to do with Jared Goff and, you know, use him as a make weight in a deal to and potentially a contract dump, essentially, and get rid of him that way, then I don't see a team trading for Baker Mayfield as their starter. And I think they're probably going to be, quote unquote, stuck with him. They've got him for this extra year. They're already paying that money. So there's no upside to just cutting him outright. He probably is their opening day starter. And at the very minimum, like he's going to be there as a contingency if they draft somebody in the first round or if they manage to bring in competition, a better alternative option or a better competition for him than um, Case Keenum is. But I think right now they're kind of locked into this pattern of he's probably their quarterback next year. They'll see how he plays on the fifth-year option, and then we do this dance all over again. Do you think Jim Harbaugh is going to get a shot to coach in the NFL? Um, I, I, it kind of feels like he might be using that as a leverage play just to get a better contract in, in college. But if he wants back in, I think 
they the NFL would give him a shot. His previous tenure in the NFL was not a disaster. You know, he wasn't one of these coaches that gave the NFL a try. It flamed out, and we learned that he's better suited for college. That that's where he should reside. I think he would be successful in the NFL again. And there's some teams that are, that need you know a clear and proven head coach that can come in and, and move things in the right direction quickly. And I, I think he would fit that bill. Whether or not it would work long-term or not, I think is a different discussion. But I think there's definitely teams that would entertain him as an option. You know, it, it's it's going to be fascinating here as we get ready for the playoffs. You, you have a playoff game this weekend, right, with the Raiders and the Chargers taking on each other. It's kind of miraculous that the Raiders are even in this position. Equally miraculous that the Chargers still have to win a game to get in the playoffs, considering even without half their guys, they lost to Houston. That, that That's a fa- going to be a fascinating game Sunday night. Yeah, it is. And you're right. Like the Even in this game, it feels like the Chargers should be heavily favored and they match up with the Raiders. Team and the Raiders' backs are up against the wall. But that's not new for them. That's been the case all season long. And somehow they've, they've kept clinging on and surviving and keeping their hopes alive. And and with Derek Carr, quarterback, he's, he's capable of making some incredible throws. He's been doing it all season long. Their offense has basically become that. Like now they need him to make those hero ball kind of success. Um, and that's harder to do when you're throwing to Hunter Renfro and Zay Jones as your best two receivers, not as two guys as part of a deep receiving core. But the Raiders are still alive and kicking. They've got a chance. Yeah, no, it's it's really, really interesting. Um, last thing, there's obviously a lot of speculation about a lot of these quarterbacks moving. Garoppolo, uh, you know, hurt his thumb. He, he had a quote, it starts like hell, obviously. Um, wh- wh- how has he played based upon your guys' analysis? He started the season really badly. Um, and sort of five, six weeks into the year, it, it felt like just a matter of time before Trey Lance was going to take that job. And we were going to see what he looked like in that offense over a an extended period of time. And then, you know, Kyle Shanahan kind of said, I I guess Jimmy G is the quarterback next week. And basically from that moment on, Garoppolo was playing really well. Um, He had a run of eight, nine, ten weeks where he put in consistently good PFF grades, didn't make a ton of mistakes, didn't make a ton of big plays either, but he hasn't needed to within the Shanahan offense that just generates yardage because of the unique weapons that they have and because of the scheme and Garoppolo was steering the ship and wasn't making mistakes and then you know, had a couple of errors in the last game that he played but then got hurt and then when we got the, the Trey Lance game. So the, the level that he was playing at before he got injured, I think, was, was actually a pretty good level and was good enough to make that 49ers offense a really scary team in the playoffs. Hey, man, listen, you guys have done a great job this season. Can't wait to catch up as you get ready for the postseason. Sam Monson, lead NFL analyst for Pro Football Focus. Sam, thanks for joining us. Thank you, sir. Take it easy. You need to hear what Colin Coward had to say about Jim Harbaugh possibly making that jump from Michigan to the NFL. That's next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports. Better Sportsbook. Better versus the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21. Must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's get to what the Fox said. What does the Fox say? This is Colin Cowherd talking about Jim Harbaugh's possible return to the NFL. Jim Harbaugh won 69% of his games in the NFL. 
44 and 19, 69% better than Andy Reid, better than Parcells, better than Pete Carroll, better than Belichick. Four for four in his career, San Diego, Stanford, Niners, Michigan. He took over a mess, and within three years, they were all outstanding. Kaepernick to a Super Bowl. And because he didn't have a succession plan and he was losing trust in that quarterback, Kaepernick, like he and Balky's, it just got worse and worse and worse. And he knew he could get the Michigan job and he took it. His first two years at Michigan, he won 10 games. Brady Hoke, they were winning six and nobody was showing up. But here's the second thing why I believe in this, because I think he would be the number one choice. I would hire him in Jacksonville tomorrow. Um, I'm going to talk about that next hour. OK, I'll talk about what I think is really behind this. OK, and why it could possibly happen. Hey, the, the truth behind it. That's what Colin Coward had to say on Jim Harbaugh. She got the latest lines from World of Sports, Bet Rivers Sportsbook, Bet Rivers the trust name and online sports betting. Must be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play a gambling problem called 1 800 Gambler. All right. Speaking of Jim Harbaugh, what I think is really behind the idea of him being ready to make the jump back. To the National Football League and why it absolutely positively won't be in Jacksonville. That's upcoming next to the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio.